today. I was glad, I was privileged to have him as my best man, okay, some years ago, you know, and he was very hungry then, really. And, you know, yesterday was their wedding anniversary. I was at the wedding too uh, in Ibadan. And it's good to see a blessed man or have a blessed man as a friend. I don't have too much, too many of friends, but I'm privileged to have him as a friend. Thank God for his life. I like the heart God has given him. Uh, like Pastor Tola said, that um, there is this gentle demeanor that deceives you. Beneath it is, a, is an elephant. A lion. Glory to God. We love you, Pastor Godman. We celebrate your consistency. You've taught the body of Christ loyalty. Uh, many pastors serve in ministries, and when they exit, it's always a fight. Something goes wrong somewhere. But you've given us that good example that we can share worldwide, that you can serve somewhere, not two years, not four years, upward of 15 years, and exceed, and then still be doing well, and have a great relationship with your pastor, and then the body of Christ keeps developing. That's a great, 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 great example. And it's easier for us to, you know, refer to that when we talk to people. So you've broken records. Amen. Pastor Bala, we celebrate you. Uh, obviously, he was hungry then, but it doesn't look like that anymore. So he's been eating well. Uh, and his head is very correct. Uh, that's, it looks like a crude statement. There's a pressure your wife will give to you that your head might not be correct again. <laughs> I've met people like that. They'll just be looking at you. Sir, what's the problem? Just be looking. Somebody is torturing them at home. <laughs> Put your hands together for Pastor and Pastor Bola. <laughs> Uh, in, the, in the third service, we talked a bit about gratitude, uh, gratitude 101. You can get a CD, um, the power of gratitude. That will help us break through into the next phase. But I, I believe that as we march into 2015, God wants to move people to another level. Okay? In case you're here and you've been grappling with a particular stage, a particular phase, a particular level of your life, and you're tired, maybe maritally, business-wise, or career, God wants to move you up. You've been, like, bouncing, you know, uh, against a wall. You tried to get to, not that you're a failure, but you're just tired of that face. We all need breakthrough somewhere. It's not about being a success in 2014. The best of stories should be repeating it again on a higher scale. The best of our stories should not be behind us. It should be ahead of us. So we need to understand how to break through barriers. There are barriers in life. Mental barriers, spiritual barriers, business barriers, financial barriers. And people, you know, I've had people say, ah, Pastor, I've made money, but I'm tired. It seems like, you know, when you, when you get to that level at first, it's an excitement, isn't it? But after like four years, Abba, what is happening? I need to break through to another level. For some people, uh, they are having huge challenges with what they have now. Maybe maritally, you've been trusting God for uh, a partner. You're trusting God for the fruit of the womb or something. And you've tried and tried. And I, I discovered that breakthrough, it's something that God desires for us. To break through the barriers. I've seen even ministries uh, face such barriers of a particular number. 
for years, five years, ten years, the same number. They pray, they do all kinds of things, but they want to break through. So I want to talk about Breakthrough 101. Keys to breaking the barriers. Keys to getting to the next level. Just run through it, and then we thank God much more for Pastor Godman, and then we close in this service. The first thing that will help us move to the next level, pass through a barrier, is repentance. Somebody say repentance. Say it like you believe in repentance. I discovered that the prodigal son had a problem with God when he left home. And everything dried up. Then he came to himself one day and said, okay, I will go back and, and, and get myself together. And that was the beginning of his breakthrough. Some of us are in that kind of situation where you moved away from God. You moved away from your base, you moved away from God's assignment, and the brook dried up. The prodigal son was feeding with swine, but he came to himself on a particular day. On his way back, breakthrough started. As we close in 2014, many of us might need to realign and adjust our lifestyle. Certain areas that you know is tampering with your destiny. I know you want breakthrough, but God is saying repentance before restoration. There has to be a change. It's not about what you are doing wrong. I mean, or I should tell you what you are doing wrong. All right, no, you will know it. So, the, the prodigal son knew that when I was at home, I had food, I had care, I had finance, but I left home. Now uh, I'm empty, lacking. Let me get back home. So we all need to return somewhere, and then as we return. There will be restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. Number two thing that I think will help us break the barrier is in Psalms 125. It said, they that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion that cannot be removed, but abides forever. Pastor, please, can you stand up? Okay. How are you, sir? Sit down. God bless you. Stand up again. Sit down. Glory to God. Stand up again. Sit down, sir. Now, did you notice that when he was sitting there, I didn't look at the chair? That's trust. Obedience is a function of trust. You just sat down. I mean, that you're not going to fall down. Anytime there is an instruction from God, either from his word literally or something God spoke to you, and you are grappling with obeying him, you don't trust him. There's a way he won't trust that thing that when I said sit down, he would just slowly check, you know, he would draggingly do it. But he just sat down because he could trust the chair. Breakthrough comes with trust in God. Not trust in your expertise. Not trust in your strength. Trust in God. You bring all the resources of God to play when you depend on him. Woe unto him that trust in the arm of flesh. Glory to God. Psalm 125 verse 1 says, um, they that trust in the Lord shall be as what? Which cannot, wow, cannot be removed, but what? Abides. So you stay in the midst of inflation, in the midst of petrol prices skyrocketing, in the midst of challenges. You stay strong. Trust. In Jeremiah 17 verse 5, he said, Cursed is the man that trusts in the arm of flesh. He shall not see when good cometh. But blessed is the man whose hope is in the Lord. So you don't trust in your energy to succeed. You don't trust in your beauty to get married. 
You don't trust in your certificate to get a great job. Thank God for all those things. But our dependence should be on him. The reason many are limited is because they depend on their own strength. Some depend on friends. Some depend on connection. And God does not delight in the legs of man. My pastor shared a story one day. He said there was a guy that needed admission in school. It was in UI. And he came to him and was crying that he didn't have any connection. And he shot him and said, you need God, not man. And he prayed with him. The guy went to UI, University uh, of Gate. He was standing at the gate and, you know, trying to get a car that would take him in. So one car stopped for him. This man was with his son looking for admission. So he said, okay, let me take you in. Fortunately or <laughs> trustingly, the man was going to the same department seeking admission for his own son. So he got there and presented the two of them as his sons. Plus, minus, divide, addition, there was only one slot. The son of God got admission. The son of man did not get admission. Now, we meet people, fine. People make promises, great. But your heart must be with God. He does not delight in the legs. Many of you, when people promise you and you depend on them, you put them into trouble. Because God wants to take the glory for it. Now, God will often use people, but there is a pattern that he takes the glory for it. His glory will not share with your friend. His glory will not share with your certificate. So, trust is the key to breakthrough. Trust. Trust. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help. My help comes from God who made heaven and earth. He will not let my foot sleep. He that watches over me. When in that uh, slumber, not sleep. Trust. Trust will empower your obedience. So when God gives an instruction about your finance, about your emotions, you are willing to obey because you trust him. Just like pastor was willing to sit down without worrying because there's this trust that this chair will hold me up. When we don't trust him, we disobey him. When we disobey him, we don't experience breakthrough. Number three. Love for God. Love for God. You know, <laughs> we are sharing the office for coming in. I don't know whether you've seen. Okay, Pastor Godman, you've been in love before. You know? you know, you're still in love. Have you noticed that when you are in love with someone, you pour your heart to them, even the one they didn't ask you? In 1 Corinthians 2, I think verse 9, he says, I have not seen, ears nor ears heard, nor has it entered the heart of man, what God hath prepared for them that what? Attend service? That love him. There is a connection with the almighty God. When you can come to church and not love God, sir. Oh, yes. You can come to church because you love breakthrough. Some people come because of women. In our church, I tell them, some girls just come, say there's a lot of ladies in good land, so they come. Some come to church because they love miracles, fine. But now we are saying, love for God is the real thing. Say, I had not seen, nor ears heard, nor has it entered the heart of man. The thing God has prepared for them that love him. I want to encourage you to love God as we proceed to 2015. It's the master key. Not loving things, not loving titles. Not loving positions in church. Not loving entertainment. Loving God. 
It's like having the baker. You always have the bread. Some started with this love, but they left it. They call it first love. But many will need to return to that love. Because to get, uh, you, know, you know, Joseph loved God. That was why he said to, the, uh, to Potiphar's wife, how shall I do this wicked thing and sin against God? He did not even really mention about the boss. I love God too much. The love of God will open us to unending breakthroughs. Loving him, not loving money. Using money for his good. Loving God helps to clarify our motives. Love creates access to all of God's resources. Praise the Lord. The first thing is repentance. Many of us might need to make a U-turn. In marriage, I've had to counsel a lot of ladies, I mean couples, and you find that the ladies will tell you, my husband never apologizes to me. And I called the man, you've been married for 15 years now. And your wife said, you've never said I'm sorry. I said, how great thou art. <laughs> that means for 15 years, you've never been wrong. He's always explaining. There's always an explanation. Is that there's traffic on Todd Mainland. Or the... I said, how great you are. 15 years. She's the only one wrong. That little adjustment can bring bliss to a marriage. Little hinges swing huge doors. Repent. So when I say repentance, it doesn't have to be utters, it could be an attitude. You know, Kenneth Hagin was pastoring a church and he wasn't prospering. He now went back to God and said, What is the problem? I obeyed you. God said, You've not obeyed completely. He now opened to Isaiah chapter 1. He said, eh, If you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good. I said, I'm obeying. He said, Look at it very well. He said, I've obeyed. He said, Look at it. Suddenly, the other part of the equation dawned on him. You obeyed me, but not willingly. He, he grudgingly accepted that job. And until the equation is complete, the blessing does not land. So he said he had to tweak something in his heart and became willing, and heavens opened. So when we say repentance, it could be an attitude to your boss as a woman, a kind of attitude towards your husband. It could be a disposal towards God. It could be literal sin. But as we adjust, there will be restoration in Jesus' name. And then as we depend on God for 2015, there will be breakthroughs in Jesus' name. And then we love God with all our heart. Okay, semi-finally, Matthew 17, 15. In this church, we'll be fasting uh, January 2nd to 11th. In case you, you didn't hear before. January 2nd to the 11th, we'll be fasting. Fasting is one major key to breaking through in life. In Matthew 17, verse 15. Matthew 17, verse 15. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's lunatic and so vexed. For oftentimes he falls to the fire and oftentimes to the water. Next verse. And I brought him to thy disciples and they could not. Could not. There was a barrier. I thought they would just pray and they would be healing, but they could not. Next verse, please. Then Jesus answered and said unto him, and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Next verse. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and it departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Wow. Next verse. Then came the disciples of Jesus and said, ah, Why could not? Like many of us are asking questions, why can't I get this deal done? Why, 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 what is, what is this limitation? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, 
For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Now, you would think that's the answer. The next verse, it does say, how be it? This kind goeth not out by what? But by what? Okay, so there's a kind of breakthrough you never get until you fast. Man shall not live by bread alone. And don't make it look like they're punishing you when you get to the office. When they offer you tea or coffee by 10 a.m., don't say, we're at it again. At it, at what, sir? You know now, when you start like all those pastors in Lagos, they just certify us. Our own is even good in our church. It's second to 11th. So please, it's second to 30th. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Fasting and praying coupled with faith will give you new kind of results. Say this kind. You pray for migraine, yes. You pray for headache, yes. But the kind of trouble this man is going through, you need extra reinforcement. So to break through, you need commitment of prayer. So don't, don't run away. January 2nd to 11th is your best time for 2015. Organize your time. There will be meetings in church, 6.30 every day. Organize your work and get to church and pray with the saints. It's my prayer that 2015 we beat 2040 hands down in your life. I can't hear your amen. amen. That the events in your life in 2015, we swallow 2014 in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. That by this time next year, your smile will be broader. Amen. Your laughter will be authentic. Amen. You will have stories to share in the name of Jesus Christ. And finally, this beautiful morning, breakthrough comes through the power of praise and worship. I shared a lot about that in the third service. Uh, but one story that comes to mind is the story of um, Paul and Silas and um, John the Baptist. John the Baptist was in prison. He sent a message to Jesus Christ and said, Hello, Berilowe. How do you interpret that? Go and ask him. That's an insult. It's like asking Pastor God, are you really the Jew of this church or should I go and look for another pastor? He was asking Jesus Christ, because you can't be there and I should be in prison. They say you're a miracle worker. So should we, should we, should I wait for that? And you heard when the Holy Ghost came upon him, and you heard, this is my beloved son, in whom, please. Jesus said, go and tell John the things you see. The blind can see, the deaf can hear, and the gospel is preached to the poor. And blessed is he who is not offended. He was offended. How can I be in prison and you're preaching? Can't you send the word to me? He was beheaded. You will not be beheaded. Your life will not go down. But some other guys were in the same predicament. They called them Paul and Silas. In the same problem. They were in prison. They prayed and sang praises. And the prisoners had them. It wasn't near my God to Nearer to the no. They sang praise in prison. Somebody was asking Jesus, he was even his cousin. Are you the one? Abi? Should I wait for another geo? Can you really pray? Do you have the anointing at all? Like many people ask God in December. We prayed in, I did how many days in January? They've said that on a second to eleven. The one I did this year. What is this? I've been doing that study. I, I prayed. I said we should write a list. I wrote the list. Say so we should pray like this. I bent like that. We said we should do this. <laughs> Uh-uh. I'm not even doing it again. God, if you don't answer me by February 2nd, if I don't get husband, 
I won't touch again in this church. Paul and Silas, they prayed. And they had the audacity to sing praises. <sighs> and God came down, pastor. So the problem is not the problem. John the Baptist in prison. Paul and Silas in prison. One was beheaded. The other one had intervention. So much that the jailer or the jailer was rescued and his entire family. Because your attitude in the problem matters a lot. So I don't know what you are going through as we are ending this year. Don't be offended in the church. Don't be offended in people. Don't be offended in God. Remember Paul and Silas. You should get home today and sing praises to him. Thank him for life. And God will intervene. In fact, God inhabits the praises of his people. It is said that when we pray, angels will come. When we praise, he comes himself. That is his habitat. So when Pastor Deborah was leading praise, fantastic. That is God's habitat. That was the reason why the foundation of the prison shook. It, has to, it had to shake. When they prayed for Peter, the angel came. Nothing shook like that. Only the gates opened. But when Baba came himself, the foundation of the prison shook. Because when light comes, darkness must bow. When God's power comes down, the chains must be broken. Breakthrough power comes through praise and worship. Many of us, we need to gather our children at times in the evening and just praise God. Maybe there might not be so much breakthroughs in the house, but as you praise him, it will add color. I tell people, if they steal, in those days, when they used to steal phones, in, you know, either in the cars, if they steal your phone, be grateful. I say, how? That you have something to give. The distance between being the stealer or steely. <laughs> How do we do that? How do we describe it? The, the, the <laughs> who is the steely? You know, in those days of 3310, you remember? Someone will be crying. I said, if they ask you, which one do you prefer? To be stolen from or to be the thief? The God, the, that you have something to bless somebody with, though by force, it's a good thing. <laughs> You know, gratitude is an attitude, though. There is no challenge I go through, pastor knows, no matter how thick, I will laugh. Laughter gives you, it ventilates your soul. The ideas you need for breakthrough only come when there's ventilation. Depression blocks all the pipes. So I love, we moved to Goodland early this year. We had two tents. One of the tents was not properly, you know, we're doing good service. And one Sunday morning, one mysterious wind came. Woo! I was preaching in Surulere, telling them we are moving to Goodland next Sunday. Move, move to Goodland. And I saw people in Goodland in Surulere. Ah, what are people doing? Ah, as I was preaching, the wind was windy. <laughs> Uprooted it from the root. <laughs> took, took it up for some few seconds and tore it apart like umbrella. Hey, God Almighty. And I said, God, what should we do? Say unto the children of Israel that they go forward. So I came out in the fourth service. We are going forward. It takes joy to have victory. All this cacoin, you know cacoin? It's a derivative of the Yoruba language. Cacoin. You just squeeze in one corner. Keeps you backward. Stop cacoin. 
the joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. How can Joseph be asking them in prison, what's your problem? He was problem personified. When you are depressed, you are selfish. Unknown to you, when you are joyful, you help others. Is it helping others that God gives you breakthrough? You now want to ask them that, okay, what is your problem? He said, okay, you now help them out. And that was the link to his breakthrough. So, Tutuka. Tutuka, you know Tutuka. <laughs> Release yourself. I bind depression in the name of Jesus. Rise up on your feet this morning. Or is it this afternoon? Rise up on your feet. <laughs> For those who don't understand those Latin and uh, Yoruba derivatives, Tujuka means Tujuka. <laughs> Release yourself. Stop cackling. You know, melancholies have this challenge more. They amplify things. Every, when they keep asking you what's wrong with you, it's a bad thing. Every time it's you, should we be worshiping you? You ask me, what's wrong with you now? Uh, they ask you, stop it! Stop it. You can't even thrive around me. Ask them. You always laugh. Wise people are joyful people. You laugh. You laugh. You see, the, the world is coming down and you are crying. Is it only you it, it will follow? Go go on in now. What's the problem? You start laughing. You laugh. You laugh. You laugh. You laugh. Learn to, to tembelu problems. Why am I saying these things? Learn to reduce problems to their size. Don't make it. Please lift your hands before I continue with this. Give him thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we, we are grateful for 2014. Yeah, we have challenges, but only the living can have victory. Only the living can retake the exam. Only the living can get married. Only the living can sit in meetings and close deals. So today we are just thankful for life. That we are breathing, we can see, we can walk. We give you thanks, Lord. Your word says, let everything that hath breath. That, that. So, so we are praising you for life. Knowing fully well that you will add color to the life. Lord Paul and Silas were in prison. And you came down and turned it around. So we know that as we are grateful, what was meant to drown us will be our best of testimonies. He said, why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? It's no more here. Those who are looking at us thinking this is the end of the road, it becomes the beginning of breakthroughs. Beginning of new stories. By this time, next year, 2015, our baskets are full to overflowing. We give you thanks, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Glory to God. Glory to God.